everybody, welcome to episode 246 of the Bite Me Podcast. I'm Cliff Johnson. Bra, I'm joined bra. by Yeah. I'm joined by Colby. That Woo. was him making that noise. Dylan's not here, and it's not Dylan's fault. Like, we're supposed to record this on Tuesday. I'm like, my kid's got a birthday party on Tuesday, and Dylan's like, well, then I can't come. I'm like, that's my bad. Sorry, man. So Dylan will be back next week. Wait, um, that was an option? What? Not just not, not being come? here? Not for you. Just for Dylan. Just for Dylan. Yeah. So anyway, Colby and I have been spending like the last, I don't know, half hour looking at cameos and we have not decided who we're going to hire yet, but we're, we got to hire someone to do a cameo for the Bite Me podcast, like to, to advertise for us, Cole. Who who do you think the best person to advertise for the Bite Me podcast would be? Violent J, but apparently he's all booked out. Yeah, no, Violent J, I think he's too expensive. So I was trying to see if Mussolini's granddaughter was on, but she is not. I don't. I don't think she would be a good endorser for the Bite Me podcast. Oh, I but, know, but maybe. It's just funny. Yeah, we could I play know. it so, upside down. I don't know how that works. <laughs> That's a deep joke for uh, for most everyone, I'm guessing. But it's still a good one. Uh, anyway, let us know what you think. We'll we'll find out who we should get. Go look at cameo.com and find out who we should get to do it. But it can't be more than like twenty five dollars. <laughs> then it's Ken Bone. Ken, you, uh, Colby's going to get Ken Bone to wish me a happy birthday. I'm very, very excited about that. I'm very excited about that. Anyway, today we're going to talk about video games, not cameo. This is actually the second podcast that I've talked about cameo on. It's it's a it's a running theme. I like it. Uh, we got news. Uh, we got some games that Colby and I played. We got news. Um, turns out Steve Gaynor is kind of a jerk, and that makes me like like really sad. <laughs> like really, really sad. <laughs> I completely misread this, and I thought it said, turns out Steve Gaynor's gay. And I'm like, why is this news? <laughs> that would not be news. No, he's he's, he's like, kind what? of a jerk. Anyway, Blizzard thinks they don't get enough, uh, like, I don't know, like, clapping for their acquisitions that they've made in the past. Um, we'll talk about that. Blizzard is doing some housekeeping, and by housekeeping, I mean firing people. Uh, Embracer Group, who, you know, Embracer Group's one of those, like, video game companies that I kind of forget exists. They're kind of like Tencent. Like, I don't I don't ever think of them as being anyone, but they bought eight new studios, like, last week. So, like, they're, they're a little bit of someone. Uh, Xcode Streaming is now available from the Windows app on your, uh, your Windows 10 PC. <sighs> I can't decide. I can't decide, Cole, if this should have gone in like Troll Corner or not. But Doctor Disrespect is starting his own video game studio. Um, we'll talk about that too. And then finally, folks are unhappy about Rocket League's new casual mode changes. And I read about it and I was like, "Sweet, maybe I'll go play Rocket League again." That sounds great. We had questions from Vinny Joe Coleslaw, Monotone Screaming, who is currently in my living room. Um, our Deacon, uh, and then a, a double shot from Prime Fan. Got a little bit of cheap free games, but uh, first we're going to start on talk about what we have been playing. Colby, would you like to start? Oh, you've been playing Bloodroot. Start first. there. Why don't you yeah, start first, considering point. I'm at two out of five connectivity. Ah, that's a good point. Um, so I I finished up Prey this week, and I put about 22 hours into it. And, like, I finished, and, and ultimately... It's like a, I don't know, I'm super conflicted about Prey. I'll be honest. If Prey had been six hours long, I would have liked it more. If Prey had had less things to kill, I would have liked it more. If Prey had been less about, um, like, conserving your ammo at every turn because eventually there was going to be some big baddie you needed to use it on, I would have been better about it. If Prey had just been a narrative 
game. I, I think I would have liked it more. And really what this all comes down to is really what I wanted was just to play Tacoma again. Um, like, Sounds like you didn't fin- want to play Prey. <laughs> yeah. I finished up Prey and I was like, man, you know what would have been cooler is if you'd... So, like, I guess the... I don't know. Like, I, I'm going to spoil, like, the first 20 minutes of Prey, I guess, but it's a game from, like, 2017, so I guess... And if you've played the demo, you know this, so... Uh, Prey starts out with you in, in an apartment, and you, on your first day of work, things go very terrible, like very bad. And then on the second day of work, you realize that something's very wrong in your apartment, and finally you kind of break through, and you realize that you're not actually in your apartment. You're actually inside, like, a laboratory, and things are going wrong. And, and you're not on Earth. You're actually in a spaceship, and things have gone bad. And you and your brother are in charge of the spaceship, and stuff's just wrong. Um, and ultimately, like... The end result of this game comes down to, like, a binary choice. I won't tell you what that choice is, but um, you have to make one of two decisions. And I actually think that the game would have been way better if instead, like, everything had just happened. Everything that I did in that game, if it had just happened, but I can't, but I didn't get to make that decision at the end. And then, like... I don't know, a bunch of years later after all the humans were dead or had escaped or something, they send someone back to, like, investigate it, a la Tacoma. <laughs> and, uh, and I, as the investigator, got to make that decision without having to do all the other stuff. Like, I think I would have liked that game a lot better. Um, Prey, for me, it just didn't hit. It was a, It's a game that wants you to realize that there's like 17 ways to to do every mission and to do everything and there's the there's the direct with a gun approach there's the sneaking in approach there's the climbing through the ceiling approach there's all these different approaches and quite frankly I could never find any of them like I just I was just bad at it like and I'm okay with that but it just I don't know it just wasn't the game I wanted it to be and and that's fine like because a lot of people love that game like I a lot of people really like that game I'm super glad for them and I guess I'm glad that I stuck it through to the end but I mean literally that that binary decision that came down and I'm like I don't I don't feel like I'm educated enough about what's happening here to actually make this decision and and maybe that's the feeling you're supposed to make but I I would have thought that you know when there's a good ending and a bad ending and you get to choose which one you want you should I guess feel that like you made the decision based on knowledge as opposed to just like I don't know they said this one's a good ending I guess I'll do that one instead so I I don't know it just wasn't it just wasn't for me the first the first hour of that game is spectacular and the next 20 for me were just kind of meh um like cool stories like good narrative um but I I honestly could have played that game without any bad guys in it and enjoyed it I think 20 times more um, because the bad guys were just obnoxious and you could kind of skip them, but they were kind of a pain. I don't know. I wish I had more co- coherent thoughts about it too. It's just more like I've been playing it for like two months and it, you know, it took me two months to beat a 20 hour game, which isn't great in the first place. Um, I, I don't know. I just couldn't, just couldn't, just couldn't get there. So I played a bunch of Stardew too. And that's great. It's Stardew's still good. I'm like 170 hours into Stardew. Come Valley into now. game pass. Yeah, that's exciting. Like, no release date yet, but I'm, I'm very excited that Stardew's coming to Game Pass. I mean, not for me, because I already own, like, seven copies of it, but 
I want everyone to be able to play that game because it's it's just fun. Like it's my wife was describing it to a friend of ours last night. She's like, you know, it's just kind of a little bit mindless. Like it's a game you can just sit down and play for an hour and go, like that was fun. Um, and I accomplished some things and I did some stuff. And it's it's like a just a big game of checklists. It's plant these things and take them here and do this quest. And I mean, it's I don't know. It's it's just it's it's a nice way to relax. Like I find playing Stardew very very relaxing for the most part. Um, there's very little stress involved in that game, um, with maybe the exception of the dungeons. The dungeons are kind of stressy, but besides that, everything else is just pretty chill. So I don't know. Tell me about uh, Bloodroots, Cole. I mean, I know all about Bloodroots. It's fun incredible game i hope you liked it did you like it you didn't like it that's okay i'll start with pokemon snap all right did you like that i did i actually okay. really love pokemon snap uh kid got it for her birthday and she, like my only complaint about pokemon snap is that for a game that is i mean three and up like yeah. she has a real hard time playing it that's too um, bad. there is a like i won't say there's a lot that you have to be able to do, um, like, uh, there's just a lot of buttons. There's a lot of, like, moving yeah. around. There's a lot of, like, looking, a lot of, like, different things that I don't think a three-year-old, but especially, like, yeah. you know, like I've got a five-year-old, and she just can't do it quick enough to get good pictures. Or, like, any pictures, she'll often get, like, hey, here's the top of uh, Pichu's head because it was running and she barely got it in frame. Um, I kind of wish there was, like, there are accessibility kind of things, but I kind of wish there was, like, hey, hey, a, a four-year-old or a five-year-old's playing this. <laughs> like, make them stand still for, like, I don't know, 50% longer. Yeah. No, um, that, that seems like it would be helpful. You know, like, because you're on a track, and so I think it could just be like, hey, when you get to a Pokemon, like, have it wait around, and maybe you stop on the track. I don't know. Yeah. Um, And so, like, she lost kind of interest in it, but I, I think it's real fun. <laughs> um, How does it compare to the old one? Um, well, I have put 10 hours into it so far, <laughs> um, and the old one, I'm pretty sure you could beat in, like, <laughs> so it's longer it's same premise but like really good um, yeah, yeah, yeah i i really like it that's good um, that's awesome yeah i'm happy for you cole I, I know um and then i bought death's door which is i don't know cute little crow game uh you play as a crow who collects um souls yeah and there's a bunch uh, of my neighborhood. I'm pretty sure that's what they're doing, to be honest. Probably, probably. Yeah. Um, and then you get kind of like, I don't know, you, you get uh, bonked on the head and pulled into a you know thing of like, you've got to go collect souls for this one guy who you know wants you to collect the souls that he can't so that he can get through a door. You know, whatever. Yeah. Um, it is, it reminds me a ton of if you mixed maybe... The, uh, what's the Legend of Zelda, um, Switch game, the remake? Oh, yeah, I can never remember what the name of that is. Yeah, the island one. Yeah. If you mix, like, that with, I don't know, elements of, like, Dark Souls? Um, because yeah. there's, a, there's a lot of, like, dodging and rolling and stuff, but no, like, stamina. Interesting. Um, it's very, it feels kind of Legend of Zelda-ish, but, like, harder. Interesting. Um, it's very good. I very much enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, 
How much is that I, game? It's like 20 bucks, 25 20 bucks. bucks. Yeah. 20 bucks. 20 bucks. 100% worth it. Um, it is very good. It's very cute. The the crow constantly does that like head tilt thing <laughs> when people are talking to it. Um, overall, it's just a very good game. I mean, to the point where I bought it, I don't know, last week and I've already beat it. I put, yeah. you know, 15 hours into it and it's, it's real good. <sighs> um... It's got kind of that sweet spot where, like, it's difficult, but not... There's only one boss where I'm like, son of a... You know, kind of... <laughs> where I had to do it over and over and over yeah. again. Um, but it's good. It's really fun. Uh, and then I played Bloodroots. Night, night I, thing? I really want to like Bloodroots. Yeah. I really do, because um, it's very Hotline miami it's very oh, really? Katana Zero. Yeah, Katana Zero. Huh. Um, that, like, here is a room or area full of bad guys. You've got to kill them all. If they hit you, you're dead and have to start over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, very, you know, quick, action-y, you know, kind yeah. of thing. It's what both those games are. And I love Hotline Miami, and I love Katana Zero. Katana Zero is probably one of my games of the year. I think the funny uh, thing is, is like I played Katana Zero and really didn't like it, but I really like Bloodroots. I think that's interesting. Yeah, and Bloodroots for me, one feels doesn't feel great. Um, really, I don't think it handles very well. Huh. Um, especially when you compare it to Hotline Miami or Katana Zero. Like Katana Zero, when I made a move, it did a hundred percent that. I never felt like ah crap, like that feel like it just a little bit off um whereas i was constantly having that happen interesting in, in blood roots where it was like i know i'm pressing this way and it kind of went that way but did not you know like i accidentally jumped off a cliff because i was pressing this and it kind of didn't like seem to get that input interesting um, i'm gonna have to try it on the xbox because i played it on the pc um and i've not played it on the xbox i wonder if it's a i wonder if it's an xbox thing yeah, like, I don't know, it just, there was a lot of times where it just, like, did not feel great. Interesting. Um, That's too bad. I made, I made it about, well, and, like, the I will say, like, the good thing is, is there is accessibility options in that you're like, hey, you want to be inv- invincible? Uh, you can be. So you can play oh, that that's entire nice. game invincible. Um, and, like, I made it halfway through, and I'm like, maybe I should just turn invincibility on and beat this game. And then went, like... I don't know. I'm not really having fun with it. So, like, I don't know if I want to put another, like, two hours into it just, like, to beat it. Yeah. Um, the first boss, I had to turn Invincibility on. Um, just because it was, like, it very much... And it wasn't because, like, it was not a, like, get good situation. It was... I would, you know, constantly felt like I was dying because... A lot of it, the, the, lot, the first ba- boss battles, you have to hop on to barrels... Which yeah, yeah. can roll over spikes or into bad yeah. guys. But, like, I would jump and just hit it at, like, a slightly wrong angle, I guess. And so mm-hmm. it would just turn left and, like, send me off a cliff or something like that. It, it was very hard to, like, you almost needed to very much hit it going very straightforward or else you were just going to die. And, you know, it's a, the the first boss is like an endless runner kind of thing with something coming yeah. in behind you. So you don't have time to like, oh, I need to very purposefully hop on straight. Um, yeah. It just did not feel good. It was, huh. I constantly, well, not constantly, I often felt like I was dying when 
I shouldn't have. Yeah, like, that's it was no like fun. I hit B to, or whatever A to pick up that weapon, and despite the fact that I know I hit that and was in the area, it didn't register as me picking up that weapon. So instead huh. of having a sword, I just tried to punch a dude who has a sword, and that yeah. did not work out well. Interesting. Um, I often felt like, I don't know, sometimes you would lunge when you had, like, a sword or something. So, like, you know, if there's a guy coming at you, sometimes you'd lunge at him and give you that little extra little, you know, like, oh, I can hit the button now because he's in that area where I'll hit yeah. him. Sometimes you'd lunge and felt like sometimes you wouldn't. and But you'd never know when. And so sometimes you'd hit that button and you'd swing and just completely miss. And sometimes you would kind of lunge forward and hit him. It just did not feel very good. Interesting. I don't know. Yeah. I'll load it up and try it out. I'm curious now because yeah. I, I, you know, at, because I played it on the PC and I think I got probably a, I, were, they were like n- numbered levels, weren't they? Yeah. Like, yeah. And I want to say I got to like three something. Uh-huh. Um, probably one three. No, 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 no. Like three point something. No, because that would be, you'd almost have beaten the game. Well, maybe I did. I don't know. It's like uh, a six-hour game. Yeah, I put I put quite a few hours into it. I played it a bunch of different mornings. Uh, oh, okay. I thought you I thought you played it at PAX. For some no, well, I did play it at PAX, but I, I bought it on oh. the PC too. Oh. Um, but then just never never got back yeah. and finished it. So um, I'll have to I'll have to load it up on Game Pass and, and try. Yeah, it out, you I'm should curious. try it because like I like I said, it just did not feel right. Right. Um, yeah. And and that's the thing. Like it was. It was getting frustrating because I'm like, I know I hit that button. I know I should have gone this way and just either didn't or yeah. went slightly off to where I'm feeling like I should have gone. Yeah. And it just didn't feel polished. I don't know. That's, uh, that's, yeah. that's very interesting to me because that is, that is very much not the experience I had. Um, mm. And so I'm, I'm curious. Uh, I'll yeah. give it a try. We'll see. Yeah. Although I'll be honest, like Hades comes out in two days and I don't know if I'm going to play anything but Hades. Like... I, I very much, which is weird. Like I'm super excited to play it. I own it. I could be playing it right now, but could I just be. really want to play it on the Xbox. So eh. I don't know. I just I found lately that PC games. I, I spend so much time working on my computer all day that like coming back to my seat PC when I'm not working, either I'm like, oh man, I, there's some work I could get done, or um, I just like don't want to be in this office anymore. It doesn't help that it's super yeah. hot in here either. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I'm, I'm excited about Hades, though. So that, that's the long and short of it. Uh, all right. That is what we've been playing. So we are going to move on and thank our patrons, the fine folks that keep this website uh, going and maybe pay for us to get a cameo from like a super washed out wrestler. Maybe. Maybe. I don't, oh, I don't yeah. know. There's some options. Um, I think who did we decide? One of the, the Bayou Brothers. Was that what it was? We yeah. Him yeah. For like 40 bucks. So. It's, 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 it's a stretch, but maybe. Anyway, if you would like to support our podcast and um, also support Washed Up Wrestlers, how much do you think Jake the Snake Roberts costs, Call Could you look that up for me? Because I bet you he'll do it. And I mean, I want to know if he'll have the snake with him, too. That's important. But anyway. The snake's dead. Ah, oh, the snake. Yeah, I mean, Earthquake I, I sat saw, on it. I saw Earthquake kill him. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Anyway, if you go to patreon.com slash podcast, you can uh, slip us a couple bucks a month to keep the lights on. Although, currently, my lights are off, but it's because I chose to turn them off, not because, like, my electricity has been turned off. It's just <laughs> it's hot, you know. 
Uh, You're running on batteries. <laughs> and we've only got 25 minutes to record this podcast call. Uh, anyway, big shout out to John Tippins, Sean Palmer, Austin Palmer, Alan Schulte, and Joe Cole Jr. We appreciate you and all of our patrons. Uh, the, the, those folks we just talked to are our uh, producer level patrons that uh, get a shout out every show. We, we appreciate y'all. Um, and again, if you would like to support us, you can go to patreon.com slash bite me podcast. Or if you're feeling like chipper, you can go to bite me podcast.com slash Patreon. They go to the same dang place. Um, For a hundred dollars, you could have Jake the Snake Roberts. Uh, does he have a snake though? Does he mention the snake? He does not. Hmm. I mean, at least in the, the several things I am seeing. Will I be fueling Jake the Snake's drug habit as well? No, no, because he got He's clean, clean now, right? And okay. Does DDP? I yoga. don't. I, uh, oh, what's DDP? Diamond Dallas Page has his own yoga thing. Uh huh. Uh huh. Man, wrestling's weird. Anyway, um, I want to shout out Extra Life real fast. We haven't talked about it in a little while, but it is August now, and we're probably going to be doing Extra Life in um, October or November. We need to get a couple folks together and, and decide when that's going to happen. But if you would like to join our team, I would highly recommend that you take the time right now to go to bitemepodcast.com slash Extra Life. You can sign up for our 2021 team. Um, we're going to have a lot of fun. We had such a great time last year and, and raised a lot of money for uh, sick kids in Children's Miracle Network hospitals, um, even during the pandemic. I, I don't remember our exact total, but I'm pretty sure it was over six thousand dollars so that uh that's a big thing we do every year i'm really looking forward to it um so go 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 join right now the, the more the merrier definitely is the uh the way that works um colby dylan's not here so you have to do this for 119 dollars, you could get diamond dallas page will he do yoga do you think maybe uh news do i want him to do yoga i mean maybe he's got maybe it. He's, he's the ceo HOF, HOF CEO, WD, HOF CEO of DDP Yoga. That's a lot of acronyms. That's wait. Was one of those what would Jesus do? No, it's WWE HOF CEO of DDP Yoga. I don't like that. Anyway, uh, first thing we're going to talk about today is uh, like. It would be awesome. You know what would be awesome, Cole, is if we could just have like a week go by where we didn't find out that somebody in video games is just a terrible, horrible person that is either harassing people or making people's lives just generally worse. Like that would be fantastic. Um, when we were talking about Blizzard um, and the multitude of people that, that have that problem at Blizzard, we'd kind of mentioned that, you know, this isn't just a problem at big companies, that it's a problem at little companies, too. And, uh, you know, I, I mentioned a couple a couple different uh, examples of that. But one that I did not expect to be talking about right now is uh, Steve Gaynor of Fulbright Games. So if, if you're not familiar with Steve Gaynor or Fulbright, um, they're the folks that made both Gone Home and Tacoma. Um, and they're making a new game right now um, that I am blanking on the name of, unfortunately. It is called Open Roads, which looks really good. Like, you've heard me talk about Open Roads in this podcast before. It was literally one of the games I was most excited to play um, coming out of E3. just looks really good. And, like, Steve Gaynor is a guy who I... Like, first of all, he lives in Portland, so he's really close to me. So it's always there's always the chance that I could, like, you know, go to some sort of game thing and see Steve Gaynor. I was always really interested in that. Um, because I've heard him interviewed on a bunch of podcasts. I've heard him do a bunch of podcasts, and I, I always wanted to interview him for this one because he's he's a really good guest. He's got a lot of really interesting things to say. Um, it turns out that he's he's not not a great person. Um so Annapurna Interactive is is uh, 
publishing Open Roads, and they kind of asked Steve Gaynor to, to step down because he's so toxic to work with that they've lost 12 people over the last, like, year. Um, and and it's not just people. It's specifically women. Um, apparently, he's just toxic to work with. He uh, has a, like, quote-unquote leadership style, but I, I don't... I don't know if, if your leadership style is like demand, you know, like defined as like controlling and demeaning and like full of microaggressions. Like, I don't know if that's exactly a leadership style. Exactly. It's a leadership style. It's, <laughs> it's, not, it's not, a not a good leadership style. Yeah, it's just not it's just not great. So they were they were literally having a problem where they were losing like one woman on a team a month. Because they're just like, I can't work with Steve Gaynor anymore. Um, and that's just that's just not awesome. Um, and it really raises a lot of questions about a lot of people that have worked at Fulbright that no longer do. Um, you know, that, that left. And, and you, I was always kind of like, oh, I'm, I'm really wondering why they left. And maybe maybe now you know. And that sucks. Um, and, and it sucks more because I love their games, um, and their games, like a, a lot of people have been saying, and I, I think I agree with them, their games tend to be very progressive. They tend to be very like female focused. They tend to be all of these things that you want from small, interesting indie studios. And it turns out they're being made and written by a guy who's kind of doesn't embody a lot of those values, which, which sucks. Um, so I, you know, I, like I said, Colby sent me this this article when it came out that you know he 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 essentially has been relegated to just being a writer on the game and doesn't really talk to anyone anymore. Which, like, that's that's not that's not optimal. Like, I I I don't know if it's because like they can't fire him from his own studio or you know why exactly, but like that's that's just not that's just not cool. Um, the official announcement from Open Roads Game was, we're a small team passionate about making an inclusive, poignant, story-driven game that gives players a feeling of discovery. We care deeply about creating games that have a positive impact. We are also fervent believers in fostering a work environment that is healthy and collaborative, where we can work with transparency, autonomy, and trust. As such, Fulbright's co-founder, Steve Gaynor, has stepped back from his role as creative lead and manager and transitioned to a role as a writer, handing off day-to-day -day responsibilities to the team to complete Open Roads. We're all excited about how the game is shaping up, and we hope you'll follow along as we continue to share our progress. And, you know, Obviously, Steve Gaynor has, has made an announcement about this, too. Um, he says, hi, all. I have a statement to share about my role at Fulbright. Earlier this year, I stepped back from my role as creative lead on Open Roads. My leadership style was hurtful to people I, that worked at Fulbright, and for that, I apologize. Um, and, like, I guess that's cool. Um, <laughs> but I, I don't know. It, I think it probably would have been better if maybe he just left. Like, it sucks. Um, but like, I, I don't know. I mean, what happens to Fulbright after this? Like, is, is he still there? Like who's, who's in charge? I, it just, it's just a bummer. Like it's a, he's a guy that I, I like, I, I don't want to say like I respected or anything. I didn't know anything about him, but everything that I, everything I heard, every interview I, I heard him be on, or he had his own podcast on the, um, oh, idle thumbs network, I believe for a while. He's just interesting dude and and i feel really it just it hit hard like i was just really bummed that that uh that that happened so and and i think the thing is i love gone home and i love tacoma i will recommend those games to anyone um and it's just kind of it's just kind of too bad so i don't know do you have any any thoughts called besides just me rambling about how i used to love steve gainer and he, he betrayed me you were the chosen one <laughs> yeah exactly exactly so i don't know like i 
maybe I don't know. Maybe I've just never been in power at any job I'm at. Like I've always been like the lowest person on the totem pole. So if I, you know, was a jerk, I'd just get fired. Right. But like, yeah. I, like, I don't know. Don't, don't be a dick at work or anywhere or any, I just problem solved. I think that there, I think that there's a problem in, I can't really speak for other industries outside of tech because I've only ever really worked. I mean, well, I've worked in retail, which has a, a lot of problems, and I've worked in, mm. in like tech. And I think that the problem with both of those is like the problem with, with retail is that you become a manager via attrition. Like if you just hang around long enough, eventually you'll end up a manager because everyone else will quit and you're still there. And, you know, they'll just, you know, you'll, you'll get there eventually, which doesn't lead to having great management. Um, and, and I think the same thing is true with tech is like, if you, if you stick around long enough and you, you, or you job hop enough, like eventually you'll end up on a, you know, as a, as a team lead or a, a manager over other people, or you'll, you know, do it for a while and then start your own company where you hire. And like, neither of those necessarily leads to having like great management learnings or great management experience. And I, I think that that's a lot of it is that a lot of these people just never learn how to become managers. They don't have a mentor that's good. They don't have. Um, you know, someone to, or, you know, or they start really young and work their way up. And so they, they gain a lot of whatever. And, and I mean, in the case, I think of a lot of video game people, they, people want to work with them, you know, like, my God, you're the guy who made Gone Home. You're the guy who made Tacoma. Of course I want to work with you. And that gives them a lot of power that they would maybe not have if they just worked, you know, somewhere else. So I don't know. It's just, it's just a bummer. It's a real bummer. Um, before we talk about, <laughs> uh, Blizzard firing more people. We're going to talk about how EA thinks they don't get enough credit for how they hire acquisitions. And so EA has, has made some, some good acquisitions, but they, 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 the other day in one of their, uh, in one of their like, uh, earnings calls, the CFO said it is to the testament of an exceptional game development team that uh, was able to produce the right assets to produce the right marketing materials to help us drive this business and the team working together. Um, and you know what? I don't think we get enough credit for that. Um, and he's specifically re referencing the $1.2 billion acquisition of Codemasters, the folk that make all those racing sims. And like, if, if you've not really been paying to, if, if mostly you've just been watching EA for the last couple of years, you probably don't remember all the companies they bought in like the late nineties. Um, including like Bullfrog Interactive, um, Visceral, Westwood, the folks that make Command and Conquer. Um, didn't they buy Origin as well? I, I want to say that they bought I Origin. I think so, yeah. Yeah. And like none of those companies exist anymore. <laughs> like they were all companies that made amazing games um, and none of them exist anymore. So like that's that's really all there is to it. But like... To come out and go like, man, we're we're the best, and and I don't think anyone says we're the best enough. And you're EA, and you just have like, I mean, like literally out behind the EA office, there's just a graveyard of companies that EA has either screwed up or you know bought the IP and then just you know took out behind a woodshed and shot. It's uh, you know, it's it's it was a very 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 strange statement for anyone to make, but specifically for EA to make, but that's all right. Um, I just really wanted to separate something between them and Blizzard firing people because they're terrible. Like we can only have so many people <laughs> getting fired because they're terrible. So uh, this is not 
official yet, but folks within Blizzard say that like all these people are no longer listed on their like internal websites. They no longer have Slack access, um, so they're they're probably not with it any longer. Uh, Diablo game director. Uh, Louis Bariga, lead designer Jesse McCree, and World of Warcraft designer Jonathan LeCraft have all been let go from Blizzard, and all of those people are folks who are in the like now infamous Cosby Room picture. Um, the 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 weirdest part about a lot of this is like Jesse McCree, McCree the cowboy from Overwatch is named after him. Um, <laughs> so there's a lot of uh, chatter as to you know whether or not that will get renamed they've already uh, he's it's not him but uh, i wish I, I don't know how to pronounce this guy's name unfortunately um alex afra siabi maybe um yeah, he no that's 100 percent. i i don't think that's how it is um hi he, my name's alex afra siabi yeah he is like the guy who actually he, he, the cosby suite was his um, and he's the one that actually has been accused of like groping people and, and being terrible. But uh, there actually were a bunch of things in World of Warcraft named after him, and those have all been removed. So it'll be interesting to see. I mean, when if you have a game that only has like what fifteen characters, can you rename one of them? <laughs> like, <Sure. laughs> in a game that's been out for. I don't even know how many years at this point, and a game that you're making a sequel to that presumably that same character will be in. Like, what, what do you rename him? Call shit. What would you rename him, Colby? If if you had to rename McCree, what would you rename him? Mad Dog. Dang, that's pretty good, actually. Like that, they might run into some sort of, um, I don't know, copyright. Do you think that's that. really a problem? Nah, I don't know. I I. Like, this is absolutely the right approach. Like, Wait, who owns the Mad Dog McCree license? So uh, maybe... Maybe not. Maybe Blizzard does. Mm-hmm. Um, I, this is probably the right thing to do. Um, but I, I, I think that, like, it also speaks to the accountability of the people above them to some degree. Like, this this feels very much like, oh, well, we fired some people. We, got, we fixed the problem, right? Mm-hmm. Um, problem solved, yeah. guys. <laughs> like narrators, like the problem, in fact, was not solved. <laughs> so, I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, like, yes, these guys deserve to lose their jobs, like absolutely. But I don't. There's no part of me that trusts that Blizzard is actually like substantially making any changes. Um, the only good thing I, I've really heard in the last two weeks is that the the company there's like an organization on the board of blizzard who is also saying like yeah you guys haven't done enough to address this so i guess maybe between like their board members and the 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 people that work there are like no no no, we're not going to start a union what we're going to start is like an organization to internally advocate for advocate for changes i'm like well i mean okay but can you go on strike and it's like well no of course not i'm like well i guess it's something it's very little but it's something so yeah a little bit little bit of a backtrack please you had to guess who owned mad dog mccree who would you say it was i i i'm not even sure i can make that guess call um it is a company called her interactive what? Um, so originally it was owned by American Laser Games. 
Uh-huh. And her interactive was actually a uh, division of American Laser Games. Um, her interactive was focused on like games for girls. Um, so they put out like a lot of um, like Nancy Drew games. It appears uh-huh. that they might own the Nancy Drew license. Oh wait, the, um, her interactive is based in Seattle. I'm almost positive. Yep, it yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, they're based like right by my work <laughs> or my old work. Um, I guess. Um, so apparently when American Laser Games kind of was going under, they're a division of them <laughs> bought their parent company, which I'm huh. not sure how that works. I, I'm not sure either, but interesting. Yeah. So huh. that's who apparently, I mean, most likely owns the Mad Dog McCree series. That's super weird. Her interactive is also located like almost right across the street from where Valve is. <laughs> I don't know. That's that doesn't make any sense at all, Colby. But I enjoy no, it greatly. No. <laughs> yeah. I enjoy it greatly. So, all right. Well, that's good. That's great. So, I don't know. I guess I, I think it's going to be really interesting to see how. It's probably not actually going to be interesting to see what happens to Blizzard because the answer is probably going to be nothing. Um, it'll be just like Ubisoft. They'll fire three people because I mean that's what Ubisoft did. They they fired a couple people and said everything's fine now. And then people at Ubisoft are now going like, but it's not. You didn't do anything. Um, didn't we? Yeah. Didn't we? The only way this changes, like the only way this changes, is is game development folks forming a union. Like it's the only way it changes because these companies are never going to change on their own. They're just not. So. Anyway, that's 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 just great news. Um, all right, so we were talking about Embracer Digital. Um, I guess it's Embracer Group. Um, th- these are like if you don't remember, these folks were formerly known as THQ Nordic. Um, they just bought uh, a bunch of a bunch of companies. Um, they bought uh, first of all 3D Realms, so like the folks who made Duke Nukem, um, they own. But the interesting thing is they also own. Um, shoot, I cannot remember the name. Uh, they also own Gearbox. Um, and so because of that, they can legally make a Duke Nukem game now, Call They own <laughs> the company that made it. They own the company that owns the IP. They can make a new nice. Duke Nukem game. So, Will it take I don't, 17 years? I don't know if that's good. Like, I, we've talked about this before, but I don't know how a Duke Nukem game works in, like, 2021. Oh, I there's, there's 100% ways for it to work. And it is is it is it like Duke? I think we talked about this before, and I think the best game is like Duke is still Duke, but he uh-huh. everyone's he like to, you're disgusting. You, you can't say that anymore, <laughs> my dude. I I would love to play that game, but that game doesn't exist. Like he would, the only Duke Nukem game they make is where Duke is still terrible, and they just like think it's a joke. I, I just I don't think it works. I don't know. I I think you could a hundred percent make an amazing Duke Nukem game, where he is just like this man out of time, but is like given like a handler, uh-huh. uh huh, to you know to basically like get him through this world. I don't know. Have him get frozen. God, wouldn't um, that be hilarious? And and you know, so you've got or, or a, a, he's like sixty. Either way. <laughs> um, and just saying things, and the per- no, we can't do that anymore. <laughs> but of course, it's perfectly okay to like shoot things and like uh-huh. viciously murder everything, but you just uh-huh. can't like whistle at strippers anymore. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that would be good. Let's go. Let's go to you know to the the strip club and see some strippers. Like, 
Dude, they're called sex workers now. <laughs> being over this. God, that'd be incredible. That'd be absolutely amazing. <laughs> Um, in addition to 3D Realms, they also bought uh, Deca Games, Crazy Labs, Ghost Ship Games, Digi Digix Art, Easy Trigger, Grim Frost, and Slipgate Ironworks. Um, a lot of those are like uh, apparently some of them are, are like mobile game studios. Crazy Labs, a mobile game studio that I've never heard of, but apparently they, they make money just like hand over fist. Um, one of those is the folks who make uh, Deep Rock Galactic, the like dwarf mining game. Um, yeah. Which is pretty fun. So they're just buying up stuff all over the place. They they kind of have this this kind of thing going on where they just buy like small games that they can get for a pretty good price, or small companies they can get for a good price, and then just pump out games. They apparently own more than two hundred and forty different IPs. Um, they have eight thousand employees. Like they are a big company. Um, I don't know actually how many actual companies they own, but it is it is a lot. So. I don't know. It's uh, it's interesting. I mean, to buy those games, they it only cost them three hundred and fifteen million dollars. So I don't know. We will see. I wish I had three hundred fifty million. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, crap. Yeah. It's interesting. So Eraser Group, I think, is one to look for. Yeah. Just uh, apparently, there are cinnamon churro salted nut rolls. Dang, that sounds good. How does that work? I don't like they're the you know the the salted nut rolls. Yeah, yeah. How do they bar? just? Yeah, how do they attach uh, like cinnamon or cinnamon churro? That's just what I got an ad. Just thought everyone should know. I think that sounds great. I think it sounds yeah. really good. Yeah, I'm in. I'm I'm into it. Apparently, Embracer Group owns seventy seven studios. Like that's a lot. That's a lot of studios. <laughs> they also own the company that makes. Uh, uh, unt- uh, not Untitled Goose Game, uh, Goat Goat Simulator. So, nice. I don't know. Yeah, weird stuff. Anyway, uh, if you are a owner of a Windows 10 PC and uh, have wanted to play xCloud on that, um, up until now you've had to do it via your browser, which it works okay, but, uh, you know, it's, it's I think kind of one of those things when you're using someone else's technology to play your technology, it maybe isn't always the, the smoothest, and it's, it's not maybe as intuitive as you like. And if you are in the Windows Insider program, which literally anyone can sign up for, like, it, it makes it sound like you've got, like, some sort of special VIP access, but, like, literally, if Colby wasn't a member, he could sign up for it and be a member by the time we stop talking about this subject. It's not, instead not much. I'm, instead, I'm buying salted nut rolls on Amazon. Yeah, absolutely. Let me know who those are. Like, we'll, we'll report back next podcast on how churro-flavored salted nut rolls are. Uh, yeah. But if you have the, like I said, if you're in the Insider program and you have the uh, xCloud, uh, I'm sorry, the uh, Xbox gaming app uh, on your PC, you can now stream your xCloud games through there. Um, currently, you, you still can't use a, a mouse and keyboard. You've got to use a, uh, a controller. I, I That may not be true for games that actually support mouse and keyboard. I'm not sure there. But uh, I think the experience is probably going to be a little bit better there. Give it a give it a go. Let me know how it works. I've, I've played a little bit of xCloud via my PC, but uh like I have an Xbox so there's not a, a whole lot of reason to do that to be honest but uh you know you get 1080p 60 frames a second so not 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 too shabby so give that a go how much did you pay for your nut rolls call 650 how many did you for, get uh, uh six of them that's not bad that's really not bad yeah. at all yeah so yeah. we'll report back uh and and go join the Xlator the Xbox insiders program there's some kind of fun stuff in there okay call so 
I think you know how I feel about Dr. Disrespect. I don't think I've ever, like, really held back on... Do you like Dr. Disrespect or Dr. Phil less? Oh. Bear in mind, I'm pretty sure Dr. Phil has blood on his hands. Yeah, that's a that's a really that's a genuinely difficult question, Cole. I mean, I'm gonna go with Doctor Phil, but that's just because I have no idea who Doctor Disrespect is. Yeah, yeah, that's that's. Hmm. Anyway, I, I I don't know if I can answer that question. I I really don't. Um, Doctor Phil probably has a bigger audience. He's probably caused. Uh, you think? Yeah, he's probably caused more. <laughs> I I forget which one of these medical doctors has had Oprah. Um, yeah, right behind him. Uh, you Dr. put medical disrespect. doctor in air quotes, right? Yeah. I mean, he he had a, a doctorate of yeah, something. Of something. I mean, I think he was actually a licensed psychologist. Just yeah, not, he, he was not always in the state in which he was practicing. I don't. Or, uh, I don't think Doctor Disrespect is an actual doctor. I don't think he is either. Um, you're, you're probably. He totally right. seems kind of like a creepy dude who would try to tell a girl that he was. Yeah, like he's like a licensed gynecologist, and if you yeah, just come to yeah. the back of his car, uh-huh. he'll give you an exam. Yeah, absolutely. Uh-huh. Yeah, I I would believe that. Anyway, so he you know is famous for. A lot of things, a lot of them terrible. Um, banned from Twitch Do for a while. we still know why he can't go on Twitch? No, no. He says he doesn't either. I don't... I, Seems unlikely. I, I really don't believe that, but whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, so banned from Twitch for a while for streaming live from a bathroom. Permanently banned from Twitch <laughs> from doing something that we don't know. Uh, now lives over on YouTube. And, and I, I don't know if everyone knows this about Dr. Disrespect, but before he was a dude with a bad mustache and a wig... Um, his name was Guy Beam, and he was a uh, actual video game developer at, oh, I don't remember. Some video game studio. Seems like he made, like, uh, like Call of Duty games, maybe? Um, you know, whatever. So, he's got some history in this, but he wants to, he wants to start a, a video game company. And, and the way, what he wants to do is he wants to get a bunch of streamers and influence together, influencers together to make, uh, like, to help him spec out a video game to build. <laughs> and well, he'd be paying these people. Well, I mean, probably in, like, um, like, uh, in, what do they call that? When, when you get paid in, uh, in, like, people knowing who you are. Um, I can't, you I, I know yeah. I, I lost that word, um, but yeah, I mean maybe. Um, anyway, and then they're gonna they're gonna launch their dream game, and I can't imagine a group of people less equipped to make a video game. So, <laughs> just out of mild curiosity, um, when you want to build a game, you want to bring in like a bunch of chefs into the kitchen, correct? Like right, that's the, yeah. the phrase, like. To, like not you know you just want like a lot of like high up people but no one my understanding like, is you're not the more have chefs egos. the better yeah 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 that's yeah. the you know that's like, the saying right <laughs> there's never enough chefs in the kitchen is the saying <laughs> i don't know i like I, first of all i can't imagine that this will be successful in any way um but but like you know a couple other people were saying like you know you you often see these influencers um, talking about the things that they just hate about a video game, and they're often like these tiny, tiny edge cases um, that don't matter when like the bulk of the game is actually really good. And and so like I can't, 
I just can't imagine that. But but even more so than that, there's no way that this game, like, it's there's no way they make a game. First of all, like it, that just won't happen. But like like let's say they do. There's no way that game launches without at least one person in that studio being like credibly, credibly accused of some sort of gross misconduct. Like there's just it it can't happen. And and maybe that's not you know some sort of horrible sexual harassment. It might just be like, you know, a heated gamer moment repeatedly. I I just can't imagine that this isn't going to end in a lawsuit. Like no, like you're no. looking at this right now and I would be willing to put 20 bucks down that this ends in a lawsuit <laughs> of some sort. <laughs> anyway, Dr. Disrespect, it'll, it'll happen, I guess. Whatever. Um, have you played have you played any Rocket League lately, Cole? Uh, no, I haven't either, and I kind of miss it to be honest. Like I, I really like Rocket League, um, and and Colby and I when we played, we we were pretty pretty casual. Like we we didn't play a lot of like ranked um, Rocket League because I don't think it's good for my mental health to be honest. Um, and I have absolutely no like yeah. um I don't know competitiveness, so I yeah. don't care, like, which I'm is su- not great if you're yeah. trying to be competitive. Yeah. Um, but, but above and beyond that, like, I think one of the worst parts about, uh, about playing casual is, is starting out on a team of three people and then start, you know, these games are five minutes long, starting to lose and having a dude that just drops out at two and a half minutes. Like to me, that you is go down by one. And yeah. And, and this dude drops, up. gets, re- yeah, gets replaced by a bot. And then they, you know, they bring in another human character. He's like, oh, we're already losing. And so he lo- leaves. And so then you're playing with another bot. And, you know, now there's a minute left. And another guy comes in. He's like, well, they're down by one with, you know, one minute left. They're not going to come back. And then he leaves. And then you lose because it's been me and Colby and a really not very good <laughs> bot playing bot, for four minutes. Um, and to me, that is like one of the worst parts of the game. And apparently, Psionics agrees because they've added new rules where you can drop out of one game and be just fine. But if you drop out of a second game, you get a short ban. And if you drop out of another game after that, you get a slightly longer ban. Um, and people are just like up in arms about it. they're like it's casual like if something happens in real life i need to be able to go address that because i'm playing casually i'm like well yeah but you're playing casually with other people like you can't just be like playing a basketball game like i guess that's the thing i'm playing a pickup basketball game with some friends of mine and like my phone rings like i don't just go answer my phone because i'm playing with other people who like actually matter in real life i, I to me this is such a weird and people are mad. Like, people are really mad, and I just don't get it. Um, I don't know. Gamers mad? Right. Uh, this guy says, I put family first when interrupted during a game. Any game. It's how I believe you're supposed to be a responsible parent. Casual well, play in Rocket League has meant I haven't had to completely give up online games. Pick it up anytime you might be free. But if real life comes knocking, no worries. Just quit and play later. And I'm like... I guess if you're playing one-on-one, that's fine. <laughs> but when you're playing with other people, that seems kind of lousy to me. I, I don't know. It's five minutes, dude. Like, five minutes. Well, and, like, also, like, you can drop out once with no... Um, exactly. How many times is your kid like, crying? <laughs> yeah, like, why, you know, if, if there's a thing that is going to require you to do it a bunch... Maybe just don't play. Right? I don't, know. I don't know. I just thought this was... This, this change for me was one of the... 
one of the like best things I've heard them do. And apparently, I they say I mean, there's a Reddit post with thirteen thousand upvotes, like arguing against it. And I'm like, really, really? I mean, I mean, on the other hand, like then you're just gonna have like some dude who's essentially stuck on your team yelling at you about how bad you suck. So. <sighs> that is. That is also true. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe, so. maybe the answer here, Cole, is that online video games were just a mistake. Is that the actual yep. answer? I don't uh, know. Pretty much. I I heard that the bots in Halo are like really good, <laughs> um, and like that really excites me because I I would love to play Rocket League against bots who were challenging. Like that'd be fantastic. Uh-huh. <laughs> I would never if, if you and I could just go in and play in a six man game and four of the other men were just like very talented bots. Yeah. I would I would yeah. never play with people again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh well. Anyway, it's uh it's that's news. <laughs> Cole, take me in. Take me in. To the next part of this podcast. Oh, okay. Hey, yo. This here's Vinny. And he's got questions. We need to get Dylan back. Vinny says, what was a game you were highly anticipating that came out and fell flat on its face for you? If it's Cyberpunk 2077, I want another one. Mine recently was the new Mario Golf. One of the modes in the campaign sucked so bad, I I couldn't progress further, so I just dropped the game. Um, I've heard that about Mario Golf. Either people love it or absolutely hate it. Um so I don't know. This golf game was still the Aqua Teen Hunger Force golf game. There was an Aqua Teen Hunger Force golf game. There was. What was Meat was Boy the ball? No. Could Meat Boy have been the ball? Is that his name? Is it Meat Boy? I. It's Meat been Wad. A, Meat Wad. It's been Meat a long Boy time is. since. Yeah, Super Meat Boy. Yeah, it's been a long time since I've seen Aqua Teen Hunger yeah. Force. Oh, how how did that work? I don't know. I don't remember it. It was just really good. It's on PlayStation Two era, I believe. Huh? Maybe Xbox. I liked Links on the Commodore sixty four a lot. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. good. Um, I liked Wii Golf a lot. Wii Golf yeah. was very good. Uh, what, so what game, Cliff? So did Col- you, Colby was very sure he knew which game it was, and he his guess was. Uh, was Borderlands 3, which which is probably correct. Like, Borderlands 3, to me, yeah. was a game that I was very, very, very hyped for and quite disappointed it was, in. Um, it was for the first game that popped up for me in my yeah, head. Yeah, it's... Uh, I, I still maintain, like, about once every two months, I'm like, maybe I should just pop Borderlands 3 in and give it another try. And then... And I've done that, and every time I go in, I'm like, now this game does not feel any better. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh, I well. think about that about Anthem. Like I'm like I should play Anthem. I'm like, I don't know. I did. Like, parts of Anthem were really good, but uh, then I got into the town and oh, the town's so bad. I I actually popped into Anthem mm, six months ago, maybe five months ago, and it's still really fun. It's just not fun enough that. I want to play it. Like it's not bad. It's it's. I think that was the problem with, with Anthem is it wasn't that it was a bad game. It was just exceptionally mediocre. Like it did yeah. everything well enough, but not yeah. not anything outstanding. So the game that actually is is probably the right one for me is actually After Party. Um, it's a game that was made by Night School Studio, who makes Oxenfree, and Oxenfree is absolutely one of my favorite games of all time. It's probably in my top three favorite games. Um, I am 
so upset right now that it's not coming out for the Xbox. Uh, the sequel, Oxenfree 2, is not coming out for the Xbox, at least immediately. It's a PlayStation exclusive. But it's Ooh. also coming out on the Switch. I'm like, well, I don't... Okay, whatever. So I guess I'll just get it on the Switch, and that's fine, but whatever. Um, and I loved Oxenfree. I've played through it all the way two or three times, which is very rare for me. Um, I thought it was really well written. I thought it was like interesting and spooky and all those things. And so when they announced that After Party was coming out, I was like, oh, yeah, I cannot wait to play After Party. And I have I've tried this game so many times. I've I've I, you know, I, I I've tried so many times and I just don't like it. It's boring. The writing doesn't seem to be nearly as good as, as Oxenfree was. The, the gameplay is very, very similar. And I think a lot of it is. The jokes in it feel like I, I thought the writing in in Oxenfree was like mature isn't the right word, but it, it was it was like not not mature from like an adult standpoint, but like just well written, um, well thought out, well paced. Um, and After Party has a lot of just like kind of like I would like what refer to as like like dick and fart jokes. Um and like that, that can be funny, but it it they aren't. I didn't think it, they landed very well. Um, they seem out of place a lot, um, and I just I, I want to like it. Like I said, I think I've probably I probably started it two times, and I've tried to like pick up on my save probably another two or three times because I'm like I should love this game, and I just don't. And I was very 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 disappointed that I did not like it. So after party is a game for me. I think it's on Xbox or on Game Pass though if you want to try it. It was, so, I don't think it still is. Isn't any longer. So yeah, I mm. I don't know, just a bummer. Like that was a game I was I, I wanted to like and just could not. So I don't know. Is is uh is uh well, I was trying to like think of games and I think the problem is, is that for the most part games that I'm really excited about that I then play are usually like I'm like, "Oh, that was good." Yeah. Um Plus, I don't really pay attention to games until they're pretty much released. Yeah. And that kind of... Um, but, like, I, I was thinking, like, Borderlands is definitely yeah. one of those games. Yeah. Um, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order yes. was another one for me. Absolutely. Where I was actually pretty excited about that one, and then I played it, and I'm like, it's not horrible, but I don't like it all that much. Squadrons is probably um, the same, actually. Oh yeah, squadrons. I forgot about squadrons. Yeah, um, Star Wars games just keep disappointing me. <laughs> probably squadrons for me. I mean, like I was pumped for that game, and then I played it. I'm like, oh, I don't like this. Yeah. Um, Outer Wilds. Outer Worlds. Outer Worlds. Outer Worlds. Outer Worlds. Yep. Same. Um, was another one for me. That one. I'm like, oh, that looks really good, and it's you know Fallout esque, and yeah, just didn't, didn't made really by like Obsidian. Like, like, should be yeah. good. Yeah. I, but I can't think of any game where I'm like super hyped and then I played it and went like, oh, this is awful. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's so. usually like I play a game and I'm like, I just, 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 it didn't leave. It's not even that it didn't like live up to my expectations. It's like more usually I'm bored. Like it's, it's, yeah. you know, I, that that's to how Outer Worlds was for me is like, that was a 20 hour game or a 22 hour game. But I thought the first 10 hours were really good. And then the second hour, 10 were really dull, you know? Um, yeah. And Squadrons is kind of the same way. Like the first two or three missions, I was like, oh, this is really fun. And then the next two or three missions, I'm like, these seem real similar to my first two or three missions. Um, I don't know. I, I think that the answer for me might be called just like, I want all games or not all games, but. Most 85% of games to be about six hours long. Like, yep. I think that that is the, 
I think you can make a super interesting, compelling game in six hours and, and keep my yeah. attention the entire way through it. Like, like I said, Prey like, would have been a terrific yeah. six-hour game. Um, I think a lot of games I re- would be. I remember when uh, Modern Warfare or the Call of Duty games like first came out and people would always complain about like, well, their their single player games are only like five hours long, and I'm like, I know, and they're they're really good. Yeah, right. Like, like I love you know, Modern Warfare, Call of Duty Four, Modern Warfare had an excellent story, and it was like five hours yeah. long. I think the thing is, I'm you can keep a story up for five or six hours. You don't. There's no mm-hmm. padding. You know, yeah. I I need I want a game with less side quests, like mm-hmm. I, way less side quests, or maybe no side quests. Like that's fine. Mm-hmm. A game can be linear. It doesn't need to be. Yeah. I don't. I don't think. I think we got into a place where all games need to have like ten endings and a good ending and a bad ending and a neutral ending and like that's fun. I. But at I the same time, the fascinating thing is, is that like they have statistics on games and like the vast majority of games don't get finished. Yeah. Like I would. Like I. I now finish. I would say seventy percent of the games, seventy-five percent of the games that I start. Um, and usually when you get to the end, it's like the, you know, the achievements that are popping are like, you know, 10% if that. And so that tells me, and you know, like on, especially on the achievements where it's like, oh, you got to the last level. Um, of course, like, you know, you have to get that. So that's telling me that, you know, 10% of the people beat this game. Yeah. So if this game was like you know maybe a little bit less long yeah would that you know go i don't know i, don't know. I, I would love it's... to see the the statistics on that if shorter games get finished more too because i my guess yeah. is that they actually don't, don't um, yeah I, I think there are a lot of people that just play a shiny thing and then move to a new shiny thing. and I, I, like things I mean, like game pass yeah. yeah don't help with that um when there's a new shiny thing once a week it's really easy to jump yeah. from shiny thing to shiny thing but i think there are also yeah. a lot of people that just don't I would say that we are probably a, we are probably not average video game. No, no, no. I just don't think we're, yeah. I don't think we're standard video game players. And a lot of, probably a lot of people that listen to our podcast are not standard video game players. I think a lot of people. Hear that people? You're all special. You're all special. Snowflakes, every single one of you. Um, I think there are a lot of people that play a game a year or two games a year. Or the vast majority of people play one or two games a year. Um and you know they may finish it they may not um i think there are a lot of people that just play online things you know Vinny's question was about length of games right yeah absolutely everything to me colby everything these days is about length of games so anyway uh joe coleslaw his question is so how you doing today how you doing Cole? um well for the last two and a half weeks i want to say um my weather you know normally when you look at a weather app it's you know sunny partly cloudy you know one of those kind of things has been smoke which is smoke a weather i didn't think smoke was a weather but apparently it is um at one point in time there's a good possibility we had the worst air quality in the world that's great um according to aqi we did um I saw a video so was, of like a smoke cloud rolling into Salt Lake, and uh-huh. it looked like, like what do they call them, um, haboobs? The, haboobs. Yeah, the uh, the like horrible dust storms that they get down in Phoenix uh-huh. and stuff. It was crazy, just yeah. terrible. Um, you know, I live 
smack dab in the middle of a valley of very tall mountains yeah. um that are only i mean like the the you know mountain the wasatch mountains are only probably 10 miles away from me yeah. if that as the crow flies um and you couldn't see them that's how smoky it was yeah. um and uh so i've just had a headache for the last two and a half weeks yeah. my breathing hasn't been great yeah um so, so not not good is you what know, you're saying not not yeah. fantastic yeah so, you know. it's uh it's been very hot here for seattle um yeah. it's gonna be uh, i think 102 on saturday which is is warm when you don't have air conditioning um and it is it has not been nearly as smoky as it has been by Colby, like, I mean, multitudes less smoky, but still smoky, like enough that mm-hmm. your chest hurts. Um, and I'm in the middle of moving, which is like mm. just awful. Like, it's just terrible. Um, I spent an hour uh, last Saturday waiting in line to get into a landfill. Like, that that was what my my Saturday was like, just standing in line going like, huh, smells like a landfill here. That's that's great. Um <laughs> You know, so last last week I I took some time off because it was my kid's birthday, and I'm like uh, she really enjoys water, and so we were gonna go out to um, Bear Lake, yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, so we so we rented like a nice like uh, I don't know little thing out there, and it's like a two and a half hour drive, yeah, yeah. Um, to get out there, and so we left and we go up to Bear Lake and. Uh, we got in the the lake for about a half hour, and then there was like fifty mile per hour wind and a thunderstorm that came in. <laughs> so we got out and went back to the, the you know we'll go with hotel for lack of better words. Yeah. Um, and we're like, well, let's get some pe- let's get some food, and like everything's closed on Sunday. Yeah. And uh, so we got to uh, we got a pizza place. And they told us it would be 45 minutes for our food to be done. So we're like, cool. So we went there at 45 minutes and got it back. And I mean, it's like a three-minute drive. It's literally yeah, yeah, down yeah. the street. And by the time we got home and ate it, it was cold, which I don't know how that works. Wow. Like, literally, unless you took it out of the oven and then put it in a fridge, I don't know how. Uh, like, I got a calzone. Those huh. things stay hot for a while. Um and then, uh, so we're like, okay, cool. Well, maybe tomorrow we can go to the beach. Weather's supposed to be a little bit better. And then at about 9.30, we found out that my kid doesn't really like staying overnight in places. <laughs> but the idea is very cool to her. But the actual staying overnight doesn't really fly. And uh, after about, well, it was, it was about 8.30. So after about an hour of, like, me, like, I don't know, what if I got you a toy if you stayed? No, no, you know, anything. After about an hour of crying, I'm like, I guess we go home now? <laughs> um, and you've driven to Bear Lake, haven't you? Yeah, I have, yeah. You've, you've gone down Logan Canyon, right? Yeah, it's right? no fun. Um, so now imagine Logan Canyon at night, and you also saw the rain we had yeah, I did, that yeah. weekend, right? Very good. Now imagine that Logan at night with that rain. Um, so again, Joe, know, the answer the answer is not not great. Not great. <laughs> I like last Tuesday. I was here for the podcast. Like I could have podcast, but I was like, I don't know. Like I just I just want a day that doesn't suck. I want to play some video games. And that's why I wasn't here last week. Fair enough. So, Fair enough. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm I guessing Joe is 
not happy he asked now. So it's all right. It's all rainbows and butterflies, Joe. Uh, Monotone Screaming says, what video game would you make if cost and the time of making one weren't an issue? Do you have a do you have a video game you'd like to make, Cole? Not really. Like, uh, I don't know. I could remake a video game, but like, I don't have like an idea of like that would be an awesome video game. Except now, let's let's do my Duke Nukem one. Yeah, I think that would actually be pretty good. I think that would actually be yeah, that'd be pretty I, I great. Think my weird woke Duke Nukem game. I like it. Is like it's a great what idea. I'm make. Uh, my game is called Zug Island. If you go to zugislandgame.com, you can uh, see the website I made for it. Um, <laughs> I, I was hoping you, know, like, you can see the landing page. It is a landing page. I, there used, I actually just went to it. There used to be a picture. I don't know where the picture went. So <laughs> uh, it is. Uh, I have written the entire script for it, uh, or at least I have a first draft of the entire script. Um, once I graduate from college, I am going to finish it. Um, I'm, I'm actually very excited. It is a, it is a game set, uh, on a island called Zug Island in, uh, Detroit. It is a, a real island. It is, uh, they do manufacturing, uh, or, or uh, not even manufacturing. They, they process iron ore there. Um, it is actually, was the destination of the Edmund Fitzgerald, um, yeah, when it sunk. Yeah. Exactly. And it's, it's a, uh, an island that is kind of, um, wreathed in a lot of mystery um like in real life uh it is access to it is is uh, for for an island that is really just kind of separated from detroit by a couple of rivers um it is almost impossible to get onto unless you work there um there's a lot of like weird vibrations and stuff that come off of it um there's weird smells there's probably uh, all just sorts of weirdness around i mean i'm just going to point out that it's a place that smelts iron ore yeah, yeah, yeah. of course there's going to be vibrations and, and weird, weird smells. smells but like that they can feel like miles and miles and miles away um it's a giant company yeah it's it's uh, it's interesting if you if you search for Zug Island on Google Maps it's it's interesting because it uh, it it is just this weird like triangle of black in the middle of uh, Detroit so it's uh, th- that's that's the game I'm writing uh, or, or or will be developing it's uh, I'm, I'm very excited to actually do more of it so like I said I've I've gotten the first draft written I need to uh, probably run through it another two or three times because I've never written a video game before. So there's, there's probably things to learn. Uh, but, uh, that, that is, that is what it is. Zug Island. So you can, you can follow it. Plum Island. Plum Island Plum is, Island's is a weird one is different. Um, I know, but it's also a weird Island. That is true. That is also true. So, uh, you can follow me on Facebook and Twitter. I actually own the Zug Island game for both Facebook and Twitter. If you're interested, and and you know you, you'll hear about it here too once I get. I'm gonna go get the Instagram one. <laughs> I I do not have the Instagram, but that's okay. Uh, it's fine. Anyway, so that that is that is the that is the game I am interested in making, and so far the cost and time of making one has been the only issue. <laughs> so <laughs> I'd like to make a good horror game. Yeah, I don't know, most horror games I don't really like. I agree with and that. I don't know what I would do. I don't know what I do to do differently, but like, I don't know. I've just like, for the most part, horror games just aren't very scary to me. Yeah. And I don't know. I would like to see, I I would like more horror games that first of all, do not have fixed camera angles. Um, yeah. And I understand that that is probably kind of a uh, part of having a horror game is is that it's harder to be scary if you don't have fixed camera angles but like horror games that rely more on 
suspense and implied scariness than there's a giant bad guy chasing you because I don't really enjoy those very much. Um, like I, I will say that I thought like a game that is not scary at all. Like I thought Gone Home was a a uh-huh. a way scarier game, I, even I, though I, it was not a horror game. I expecting it to be a horror game. Yeah, and it wasn't. And I think that yeah. there's a lot to be said for that. So yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, our deacon wants to know. Uh, he's going to piggyback off of Monotone Screaming's question. He says, "What game would you redesign? Uh, like, if, so if you could fix any game, what like fatal flaw would you fix? What what uh, what game do you think you could make better? Do you have one? Oh, let's see. What game did I kind of like, but uh, thought could be better?" I I think that and I mean this is this is a small complaint um but I I would love to to fix take GTA 5 and fix the control scheme um <laughs> yeah because the control scheme in GTA 5 is bad um most Rockstar games are are yeah cuz I think the thing is I think Red Dead 2 actually used the same control scheme and it was bad then too it did. um I, I would love to, and I mean, we're getting Grand Theft Auto Five again. It's coming out in November, so I'm hoping that that is one of the things they fix. But it, like, it's it's a small thing um, that uh, I would love to I would love to fix that that control scheme in in Grand Theft Auto Five. That that to me was a real bummer. I will say that I I really enjoyed the Division Two. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it did it. I think I'd rather have wildlands style play in a division game than a division game in a division game interesting i like the division way more than i like wildlands oh they play so much differently and wildlands feels so much better yeah no one's a bullet sponge yeah i i agree with that but i really did not like the 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 part i didn't like about wildlands was the like okay we're gonna sneak up on this place and then we're gonna i'm not saying like that i'm just talking about like yeah i mean you're not gonna sneak up on the you know flamethrower guys i'm saying more that just the the feel of wildlands i think i would love to take like way better i would like to take like the division and get the feel of um like destiny 2 um, yeah, like yeah, I agree. Well, oh, and that's what Wildlands felt more like. Yeah, you didn't have to do the sneaky, snipey part. It yeah. just made it a lot easier. I just didn't. I didn't enjoy that part at all. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I, I absolutely agree. I, I think that the division, I think the division, the division two was a way better version of those games of than the, the division. division. Um, yeah. But there were still a lot of things that I wish they had done. Um, I wish they didn't have so many of the like weird collecting things to yeah. build yeah. stuff. Um, I wish the division had like a linear, like you know where you need to go. Right? Yeah. Um, I and I honestly could do without. Like I think any any game that is realistic and involves humans should not have boss battles. Like it's it's ridiculous <laughs> to think hey, that you've got a boss. Wouldn't you like to battle? <laughs> I actually kind of like my boss, so not really. Um, but I do think I could probably take him. Um, no, I, you know what I mean though? Like, I, I think that yes. like, it's ridiculous that, you know, <laughs> like there can be a leader, but like, he doesn't necessarily need to be like, Oh, the leader's the leader. Cause he can take more bullets. I'm like, well, he's a person. Like, yeah. I, uh, it, it's actually really funny in prey. Uh, there is a, there's a point where you have to like go kill a bad guy like that. And me b- thinking this is a video game was like, 
all right, I got to go take him out. And so I like roll around the corner. He's right there. And I'm like, shotgun, 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 shotgun. And then he dies. And I'm like, oh, oh, that's, that's it. And then the, the, the game was like, whoa, you killed that dude. So now we can't get on that space shuttle anymore. I'm like, oh, oh no. (laughs) So the other game I would fix is where the bees make honey. And to fix that, I would go back in time to when Brian Wilson apparently had the the idea of for where the bees make honey, and I'd just go back and say, like, I don't know, maybe don't. <laughs> maybe spend your time doing something else. That's mean, Colby. That's super mean. Uh, thanks for the question, Rich. It was Rich. a bad game. <laughs> it was a bad game. Thanks for the question, Rich. Uh, we got two. We got a twofer for Prime Fan here. He, he asked me one, and I'm like, this is going to be a real boring answer, buddy. Uh, but I said, we'll answer it anyway. He's like, I've got a better one. I'm like, no, nah, we're still answering the first one. So, Cole, what is your dream car or truck? Where the Bees Make Honey has a 31 Metacritic. <laughs> That's a 3.2 user score. It's not a- I'm not the only one who thinks this is bad. <laughs> All good. All right, Cole, what is your dream car or truck? Um, I mean, like, I don't know, public transportation that actually works. <laughs> um, I don't know, probably, like, I would say something electric, but I live in an apartment unless I want to run a, like, a, you know, extension cord out to my car each night. I can't charge it. Yeah. Um, I don't, a Prius? Yeah. Like, I'd like a Prius. That'd you, be pretty cool. I'll be honest, Cole, don't get a Prius, get my car. Uh, so I drive okay, a, a Hyundai Ionic. It gets 10 miles better per gallon than a Prius. It's a lot roomier and it's not weird. Like I test drove two Priuses. I'm like, it's the weirdest car I've ever been in. Um, like my dream car is actually, uh, I used to watch a lot of eighties commercials yeah, on yeah. YouTube cause they're amazing. And you'd constantly see commercials for like Datsuns and Nissan trucks. Yeah. And every time I'd see those, I'm like, man, I wish I had like a truck that size. <laughs> like I don't, I don't need something that, you know, can haul, you know, a boat. I need something that I can throw a kayak in the yeah. back of. <laughs> a Christmas like, tree. I want, yeah, like yeah. that's all I want in a, in a truck. Yeah, but they don't make those anymore. Oh. Every truck has to like be able to, I don't know, mow down kids I can't see in front of me because my truck's six feet off the ground. I I, I rented a truck last week uh, to go to the landfill. And it was, I hated every second of it. Every mm. minute inside that truck, I'm like, it's, I, it just doesn't fit in a lane. Why is it so big? Why no. is it so tall? Like, I'm six one, and I'm like, this truck's hard to get into. Why is this a thing? No. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, I, I rented a truck to uh, get my TV. Yeah. And I felt the same way. I'm like, I'm going to go park over there because I don't really want to park in a parking <laughs> stall. Right. It's like <laughs> between cars. Like, so I just want, I just want some. Like a small truck? Yeah, that'd be that'd nice. Be cool. um, yeah. I, I drive a Hyundai Ionic, and it is my... Fa- I've owned a bunch of cars in the last 25 years, and I, I love it more than anything in the world. It gets, like, between, like, 50 and 60 miles of the gallon. It's roomy. Um, it's got a huge trunk because it's a hatchback. You can stuff so much crap in there. Um, super comfortable. Like, I drove to Disneyland and back. It's like a... I, I don't know. 2,000-mile trip or 2,500-mile trip. I got gas, like four times like i mean i'm literally gonna drive from seattle all the way to orlando and i think i'll have to get gas like 
six times <laughs> as I drive across the entire United States. It's awesome. Um, if if we're talking about dream car or truck, though, probably like what the world I want to live in is where I don't own one. Um, and when I need to go to work, um, I just like push a button and some sort of like autonomous car comes to my house and takes me to where I want to go. You know, so I, I have to go to Target. Some like car shows up, takes me to Target and then goes on its merry way because it has to go drive somewhere else, somebody somewhere else. And then, you know, when I'm done at Target, another little autonomous car shows up. I can be playing my Switch on the way home. Um... I don't want to own a car. I don't want to make payments on a car. I don't want to insure a car. I don't want to have to put gas in a car. I just want like some sort of like autonomous ride share that I pay a couple bucks to take me places that doesn't like is an Uber that like is destroying the lives of tens of thousands of people. Like I just want a robot car to take me places where I want to go places. And like and when you think about that, like you don't need parking lots anymore. Like you don't need, you know, so like the highway infrastructure is entirely different because there's never like some asshole driving too slow or someone driving too fast. It's just a bunch of autonomous cars that are perfectly spaced out from each other and never hit each other. And I mean, like the technology doesn't exist for this to happen right now, but it's technically feasible in the next 15 years, probably 20 years, probably. Um, or hear me out. Yeah, yeah. Public transportation. Yeah, public transportation be fine too. Um, like, like you've you've basically described like what a bus is, but yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah. It will carry more. Absolutely. Um, and I mean, and I think that's the thing is, just something like that could be, you know, it could be more than just me too. It could be everyone that's going to you know where I want to go, or it could be, you know, we get in a big one and then little ones take us, you know, to our actual, you know, you go from a, a you take a little one over to a ride share and then a big one takes you to the next ride share and the little one takes you to work. Um, but I mean, like public transportation as it is now sucks. So like good public transportation, yeah, that'd be fantastic. I would love to have, you know, super fast trains between big cities. I would love to have, you know, all that stuff. I just I don't want to own a car, call. Like I I own one now, and that's one too many. I I do for hiking. Oh please. yeah, but it's, but I mean yeah. that's the thing is is like you know there's always going to need you're always going to need to have cars because I like you know I like I drive places on vacation so I'm not going to take some sort of weird robot car on that probably it wouldn't make sense <laughs> but you know I, I I think we could do with a lot less cars um, that that's my perfect car is not owning a car so when I was a kid I wanted a Ferrari F40 I, that's that's the difference between. 12-year-old Cliff. And, <laughs> what? What the hell's a Ferrari? F40? Oh, it's like a super ugly 80s Ferrari. Um, maybe early 90s Ferrari. Yeah. Did, did you want it because that's what Magnum P.I. drove? Pretty close. No, I, you know, I don't even know why I wanted one. I think I just saw one. I thought they were cool. Like, at the time, it was, like, cooler than a Lamborghini Countach. I had, like, a model of one. I thought it was really neat. Nothing is cooler than the Lamborghini Countach. Yeah. I'm sorry. Apparently they were in production from 1987 to 1992. <laughs> so like that, that tells you a lot about what a F40 looks like, Cole. Um, only 1300 of them were produced. Yeah. So. I don't, I don't know. I, it's, it's, I, I, I guess maybe more realistically, if I actually had to choose like, uh, and I wanted something that wasn't just dumb, like a, like a 69 Mustang, maybe like that'd be all right. I don't want to have to maintain it though. So like, I or like a Carmen Gia. Like, 
I prefer cars that like I don't know the the um, steering column collapses when you're in. A, also a that wreck. yeah. I mean, I don't know. really, just what I want is a new car with a warranty. That's all I need. <laughs> I, like that's that's really what it boils down to. Is like I want a car that doesn't break down. Yeah. All right. Uh, like I've right now I've got a. a, a a Nissan Versa with a nice roof rack, and that pretty much just has <laughs> all you need, I right? Need it. All you need. Uh, we're real boring. We're not car people. I'm just oh, not a no. car person. Uh, Prime fans, follow up question, or, or I guess alternate question is: Is what would the interior of your perfect gaming room be like? Have you ever thought about having your own gaming room? No. No. Um, I don't know. It would probably have a big TV and a comfortable chair. Yeah. I, that's about it. I, I think the thing is, I see people that have cool gaming rooms. Like, maybe, maybe I'm just dumb. Um, I see people that have cool gaming rooms, and, uh, you know, they've got, like, all the games they've ever bought and all these consoles and, and all that stuff. I'm like, I don't want any of those things. Um, like, that'd be cool. It would be cool, but... I, I don't know. I, I, my living room is a pretty perfect gaming room most of the time. Um, I've, I've got a very nice couch. It is comfortable to sit on. I've got a very large TV. Uh, it, you know, it would be cool to have one of those like you know setups where it has the different little boxes and each one yeah. has you know, whatever system you have. Like, I guess that'd be fun. Um, I don't know. I, I'd like to not live in a two bedroom apartment. So, <laughs> so your third bedroom could become your gaming room. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I think the, the perfect gaming room is actually probably what Hans has. Like, he's got, you know, stadium seating for a projector. He's got, I don't know, 35 arcade games, a bunch of pinball machines, like a skee-ball machine. Like, that's the perfect gaming room, let's be honest. Um, I will never have that. Take so, um, I don't know. I, I would I, I would like an OLED TV. I would like a TV that's slightly larger than the TV I have currently. But, like, that's, that's just, like, splitting hairs at this point. Um I would like maybe a more comfortable couch, but that's really all I need. Like, and I, as much as I think like it would be really cool to have a room that was dedicated to gaming, I actually really like my gaming setup to be in the the like main part of my house. So like, like I can game a lot more if I'm not locking myself away in a room away from everyone. Because if I if I'm in here like gaming for an hour, my wife's like, "What are you doing? Why aren't you out here with the family? Why are you ignoring us?" Um, whereas if I'm gaming on my living room TV, like she's there, my kids there, we can all talk to each other. I wear, you know, one ear off my headphones and it's fine. So I don't know. I, if I have a gaming room, I also have to get divorced, I guess, is the, the, uh, so it's a win-win saying, nah, I kind of like my wife. She's pretty cool. So, oh. all right. Uh, cheap free games. Uh, got a couple, not a lot, but a, but a couple, uh, rebel galaxy is coming out on Epic games. That is actually a Pretty, pretty okay game. It's kind of like uh, Wing Commander Privateer, if you remember that from the good old days. Um, it's made by uh, the guys who, so Torchlight, the like Diablo RPG kind of kind of game. Um, the I think both the founders maybe, or at least one of them, left that company before they got bought out and shuttered um, and formed the company that made Rebel Galaxy. They've made Rebel Galaxy and the like. A, I think a sequel to Rebel Galaxy. Um, I bought it. It's pretty okay. Uh, Game Pass, we've got Art of Rally coming to Cloud Console and PC uh, on August 12th. We've got Hades coming to Cloud Console and PC August 13th. And then the Microsoft Solitaire Collection Premium Edition coming to just PC August 17th. And I think that there was a bunch of ID at Xbox games actually announced that are coming to this too, but I did not write them down. And I think they've already actually come out um, along with yeah, there's, a bunch of EA there's Access a couple, games, I want to say. 
Yeah. Um, like, I think... Like, in the last, like, three or four days, there's been a couple drops of games. Let's see. I am opening the Game Pass app right now. So, th- all these games are currently available. Uh, what do we got? We've got... Let's see. We want to get out of coming soon and recently added. So we've got Art of Rally. Oh, Boyfriend Dungeon came out. That game looks kind of interesting. You yeah. you romance uh, a sword, I believe. Um, a game that the font is so bad and the title is so long, I cannot read it. Um, Liberty of it. Ruina. Yeah, it looked kind of interesting. Uh, F1 2019, Dirt 5, Dirt 4, Dirt Rally, Dirt Rally 2.0, F1 2020, uh, and Grid all came out. Um, And then a couple days ago, Skate came out, which is a a backwards compatible 360 game. Um, Dodgeball Academia, which actually looks really interesting. Um, Luminous came out. Uh, Curse of the Dead Gods came out, which is... is That's a, a, a Dead Cells... They, they, there's Dead Cell stuff in that game, right? Like a DLC or yeah. something for it? Like, uh, like uh, there's Dead Cells DLC, maybe? Yeah, something it. like that. Not that it's, yeah, it's like a... I, at first I thought it was uh, a Dead Cells expansion. Isometric. Yeah. No. Yeah, it's not. It looks interesting, though. It's a, it's a roguelite. Um, and then Katamari Damacy uh, Reroll came out. Um, and then, like, like it's a couple of other things. The Ascent came out. That looks real good. Omno is supposed to be really good. Um... You know, so going back a little bit, but they they just dumped a ton of games on Game Pass, um, and they announced a bunch more at like an idea at Xbox event, um, like a day or two ago that are coming. Um, that's where they announced that uh, Stardew Valley was coming. So a bunch of stuff on Game Pass. It's still the best deal in video games. I I maintain. Uh, PlayStation Now got a couple new games this month too. Uh, we've got Near Automata, which that's an interesting game. It's could be shorter. That's okay. Uh, available uh, until November 1st. And then Undertale, which is a lot of fun, uh, is on there. And then Ghost Runner is also on there. So a couple, couple of PlayStation Now things. Um, I think PlayStation Now could also be the best deal in gaming if they would just advertise it ever. If I ever thought about yeah. it, bef- in you know, except for the times when I go and specifically look it up, it could be, it could be very, very cool. But whatever. Anyway, Cole, you have any other thoughts before we knock it off and I leave this incredibly hot office I'm stuck in? No. I'm out of water, too. It's no good. All right. Yeah. We are Bite Me Podcast. Um, I mean, I guess we are plus Dylan. Like, Dylan is also yeah. part of Bite Me Podcast. He's just, he's not here. But he'll be here next week, probably. Um, you can find out more about us at BiteMePodcast.com. Thanks to Rich for uh, taking care of that website for me. Because otherwise, it would never get updated. He's a he's a very good person for doing that. Um, Maybe you should put Rich in charge of sending out stickers. God, we should put Rich. Once I move to Florida, I'll be right next to Rich. I'll just give him all the stickers and he can handle I don't. I'm not going to make Rich handle my stickers. That would be... <laughs> Hey, Rich, how do you like being an unpaid intern? <laughs> Maybe I can pay him to do my stickers. <laughs> Rich, get back to me on how much it would cost for you to be my sticker monkey. <laughs> anyway, uh, thanks to Rich for making the website a thing. Uh, you can go to Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter.com slash podcast and follow us there. You can uh, support our Patreon at Patreon.com slash podcast. Maybe you could tip Rich. Maybe we need a Rich tier. Is that what we need? <laughs> like a Patreon for Rich. <laughs> If you'd actually like your stickers to come, you tip in an extra dollar for Rich. Uh, no, we'll get your stickers. I promise. I found them all, but I'm afraid they might have been packed now. I, I'm going to have to find them again. Uh, you can join our Discord and hang out with us all day at bitemepodcast.com slash Discord. And that is all. Colby, make us leave. Woo, bite me. Bite me.
with open arms hoping you me believe what I say so in with open arms That was a present for you, Cliff. <laughs> Fort the box. Fort the box. All right. Were you like talking to yourself while I was gone? I was singing. I recorded all that. Oh, sweet. That's going to be in the podcast. Hell yeah. Gonna get a DMCA strike. <laughs>